Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we for sure bring you that new analysis. Hey guys, I'm Ricardia. My name is Brennan, and welcome back to another week. Uh, I tweeted this out, emotional roller coaster this week. For sure. I mean, started out with a hot mess, the leftover from last week, right? Carl, get out of here. Um, yeah, then it was like, group day, all this drama, what's happening with uh, Thomas? Hottie, um, I'm kind of mad that I just called him a hottie because you know how I feel about him, but my attraction level to him is a little amplified. Nick shows up, you know, we're like, what's going on? He here? was incredible. Katie shares a story and then, oh my gosh, like everything, like seriously, it was up and down. I no joke. And I posted this on our Instagram page. Definitely cried into my giant glass of wine last night with Mike State. I'm all over the place. Like, seriously. Look, I I think the best... The best thing I ever heard to recap <coughs> what happened last night was a quote from VeggieTales. <laughs> Larry the Cucumber says, I laughed, I cried, it moved me, Bob. And Ernie, that episode moved me. I did. I, I laughed, I cried, I got super angry. I was annoyed. Yes, there's a lot of a lot of annoyment. Yeah. Like this this episode for sure though. Week number three for our girl Katie. Week week three brought it. She has she honestly in my eyes, like she's solidifying her strength as one of my favorite bachelorettes. Yeah. Homegirl does not take any BS. Like she's like, get out of here. She gets the intel. She, her brain sorts through the intel she's received. She, you know, touches base with her girls, Tasha and Caitlin, and then she's like, all right, I made a decision. Yeah. She knows, she knows what she wants. I Absolutely. No, she was incredible. Uh, shall we dive in? Uh, yes, please. All right, so we start the episode where we left off last week, where a lot of men are yelling aggressively at Carl repeatedly. Honestly. Um. <laughs> If you if you remember from last week, and if you didn't remember, they said it multiple times. He just gave vague claims about people who may or may not be here for the right reasons. Yeah. And uh, nobody was here for it because he he did not to Katie. He did not to the other men. He never gave a single name. I just, I love um, the line, stay vigilant. I died. Yes. That's what I'm going to say when I, I am the utmost vague of vagueness. And I just don't want to say anything. And it doesn't even match with the conversation I'm having. I'm just literally going to be like, you know what, though? Stay vigilant. It's going to piss some people off. I'm ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I once again, to uh, invoke the words of friend of the podcast, Joe Prano, that means the cocktail party is canceled. Boom. Cocktail party canceled. I love it. I, What's a good episode without the cancellation of a cocktail look, party? Look, I th- I think we should just get to the point where we just are surprised when the cocktail party happens instead of being surprised when it's canceled. Right. We should just wait till the last minute to see if we're even going to have one. There should be no expectation that one's going to happen. Gosh. 
because every every everyone gets whenever the cocktail party is canceled because they're like i don't get any time but i i need that cocktail party like gosh but at the same time if you need the cocktail party to stay alive you weren't staying alive for very long exactly you already dead fool you know because you know there's three people in that room who don't need a cocktail party Mm-hmm. And those. Hmm. Greg doesn't need a cocktail party. Greg doesn't need one. Connor doesn't need one. Aaron doesn't need one. Those three are locked and loaded. Which is interesting because I did not anticipate Aaron being such a shoe in, but Aaron, like, okay, for this at least this episode, Aaron though, and I've got some thoughts about Aaron later on because. <laughs> Because our boy Aaron is turning up that heat again, and I don't mean his hotness, I mean his anger. <laughs> like it's, it's excessive. I love it. I, I want him to be on the beaches of paradise. I need that. Oh, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. He's 100% gonna gonna be there. Let's be real. He's not going to end up with her. No. But he needs to be on the beach. Yes. He, he does and he will. I see a two-on-one in his future. It's not the two-on-one I predicted originally. Because he, he already sent that man home. <laughs> but he will. Aaron was made for a two-on-one. Homeboy was born for a two-on-one in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's meeting his moment right now. So, yeah. like, when that, when that sucker happens, right. Uh, so... Yeah. We we start the cocktail party. Uh, we get roses for David, Hunter, Connor C, Mike P, and then we take us we take a small break because Mike P tells every tells uh, tells Katie it said he said we've come together in solidarity to say that we think this. that unfortunately what Carl said wasn't the truth. And you, if, if you watch, if you watched it, you see a chorus of support behind him. No one says I back Carl. No one says no. there's a bunch of disingenuous people here. Carl's left on an island by himself, and then I just love the constant smirk that Carl has on his face. Like Carl's just like, stay vigilant, homies. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Carl just smirks the whole time. Carl thought he had this thing in the bag. He was and before Mike opened his mouth, he end. did. Before mm-hmm. Mike opened his mouth, he did. As as Kate, our friend, our lead Katie, lets Caitlin and Tasha know that he was, she was planning to keep Carl tonight, and now she doesn't know yeah. what to do. Like okay, honestly, like I said, I love Katie. Trust her gut; she's great. Why, though, Carl? Why would you... If somebody gave me a vague... If somebody gave me a vague speech like that, I would be like, no. You're not going to get the rose. I, I, was also, I was also confused by the statement. By, by her even suggesting. Right. Like, that's not... And it's not like there's any chemistry with her and Carl anyway. No. There wasn't anything... There wasn't any reason for him to be around. But, but Katie... Caitlin and Tasha let her know that it's not the other guy's decision who stays and who goes. Mm-hmm. So just do what you got to do. And she comes back and we keep going. So then joining David, Hunter, Connor C, and Mike P are Michael, Connor B, Courtney, 
Trey, Justin, Andrew, Christian, Josh, Brendan, James, and Aaron. Joining Greg I... and Thomas in uh, who already have roses. And uh, I'm going to say a couple of those names, I still don't remember what they look like. Like David, who is that? Uh, then I really don't remember the, his face. David is the stocky black guy that's not Andrew. Oh, okay. Oh, David. Did David do the puppet show? That was Trey. Sorry. I guess, I guess there's three stocky black guys. I really don't know who David is. <laughs> really uh, there's also... I need to Google him. I guess I don't know which one it was, but getting ready for the, f for the first group date, there was a guy sitting in the middle of the couch. I'm just like, I've never seen that man before. The fact that I Googled David the, ba <laughs> David the Bachelorette, it gave me so many Davids. <laughs> it's, uh, it's top right. The, black guy, the only black guy on the screen. Wait, there's two black guys. Okay, the one that's got a small box. For those of you that are just listening, I'm literally holding up my Google search and showing Brendan. Well, no. if you followed, if David? you if you were on Patreon, you would know who David was because you would have access to the That's Zoom true. recording. That's David. Okay, okay. I still don't remember him. I don't either. He hasn't done anything. Also, but, this David I remember fell off his bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I fell off a bunk bed when I was a child. He fell off his bunk bed like everybody when you saw the previews. You thought that he got into a straight up fight with somebody and then it was like actually he fell off his bunk bed and messed up his face. I think it was Dude, Becca. I did that too, man. When I was younger you. at a camp. Yeah, it was Becca season. It was Becca season. So you would have had something in common with this David. Maybe we should have David on reminisce about our our facial and our facial injuries due to bunk beds. Uh and it's like you're just relevant because I accidentally found you by a Google search. So <laughs> Because your name is David and you were just happened to be a black guy named David that was on The Bachelorette. It just says David the Bachelorette and gives like a picture list of so many Davids. That's well, the most basic that's thing I've ever searched for. D D David's a basic name. Gosh, I know so many Davids. Time. I know so many Davids. Yeah. All right. So back to the relevant David that I still don't know. Literally, I, I just looked Whoa. at his picture. Are you telling me that's the David? You could recast him at any moment and I would have no clue. Uh, David is around, but young Carl is not. Okay. Carl uh, makes some faces at some people, turns his back to Katie, looks at the group and just wanders out the door. Does not say goodbye or anything. That moment, though, that killed me. When Like, he still kept the smirk. He yeah. still kept smirk on his face that's what's troubling to me about carl is that he has that weird smirk where he's just like i don't even care it's like carl though again you didn't even form an attachment to her to feel that insulted this was week four drama and granted it's week three but like you start this you stir the pot week three or week four you know he, like, he did an entire storyline in episode two and the start of episode three yes but unfortunately, yeah. we also need to remember the people that we also lost this episode. John, Kyle, and Garrett also run the chopping block. So it's unfortunately just, saying goodbye to them as well. Can we just, the way that you worded that, we have to remember the people that we lost. Can we just like do an in memoriam every week and play Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You? Like, 
<laughs> to happen. That would be great. Let's pour out some rosé for the homies we lost. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm in. The, the, the roses we lost. <laughs> right. So, so we start the next day with a date card. Date card says love is about honesty, ninety one hundred percent, and no, in no way on either card does it say love, Katie, like it does the Bachelor or Bachelorette on every card. I just love that moment when the guys are like, "Does it say heart, Katie?" I love that they don't say love, Katie either. They're like, "Is there's no heart, Katie? Does it say heart, Katie? No, it says dot dot dot." Oh man, that's a rough one if it doesn't even say heart, Katie. And then. And then the guy has to drop the cards, and he's like, someone else confirm. And he's like, yeah, no, no heart, Katie. Like, he's like, did I miss it? Did I, am I missing it? Is it invisible ink? Is it, oh, right. there it appears. Okay, now it says heart, Katie. Like, you don't see a heart, Katie. Well, <laughs> it's going to get really uncomfortable for Aaron, Courtney, James, Connor, B, David, Justin, Thomas, Hunter, and Brendan. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be an unpleasant time. Gosh, this was honestly this was the hot seat. Like this was, but it was such a weird hot seat, an unanticipated hot seat. Uh, I just want to say that I listened to Nick talk about his time on the podcast, on his pod, on his time on the show, on his podcast, and I knew I even knew as soon as I saw Nick. I'm just like Nick's not here to play around because yeah. Nick is rarely here to play around. Like Nick. I don't even know. Like, has Nick made an appearance on any other season aside from anything he's been in himself for himself? Was this the first time that he showed up? Maybe you guys can, like, drop in the comment section tell me if I'm missing any sort of, like, cameo that he's done, you know, in any any other Bachelor. Has he given advice? Has he, you know, I don't know. I don't remember. Because I just know I mean, that he, Nick, He's oh, had to have been around. Well... I don't remember though. Cause I feel like to me, this is the first time that he's like showed up and it's like, all right. Like, I really feel like he just was like, I'm not here to play. I'm real serious. Okay. Like meme says, host a podcast, which basically makes him a licensed therapist. And then, Why he selected for this? Someone tell me. <laughs> and under that it says, yup, it's Nick Vial, former bachelor and current purveyor of essential oils. <laughs> Like honestly, Dude, because no, was I mad about the flannel shirt that he was wearing? No, because that is one of my favorite things that men wear: flannel shirts, preferably the look, red. Nick, I mean, it's hard to look past the fact that Nick looks incredible. Uh, yeah, he does. Like I like this I is the best Nick has ever looked. Mad that we, I was mad that we both thought that I even had thought in my brain that Nick is the best possible future host for this show. I was mad at myself already. Now I'm mad at myself because now I'm like, dang, no. Nick, no. He's looking real good. And he had to show up in my favorite thing that men wear of all time. Gosh. It's 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 the universe pushing you two together. Oh my gosh, what if? What, what if? if? What if? What if? Yeah. Uh, so the, the guys walk into, the guys and Katie walk into the room. Uh, there's just a circle of chairs. With one fluorescent light it was and so Nick Vial. Like they were um, like, it was the spotlight. It was that Charlie Rose black drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> a couple of them recognized Nick. Nick. 
Uh, I think a majority of them probably did not. That's weird if they didn't. No, like, that's you, good that they didn't. It's good. I guess. You don't want you don't want most of the group to know who he is. Really? Do you want a people who are fans of the show on your show? Maybe. Like, you're here. Why are you here? Like, no, I, I wouldn't. Know. If I was the lead, I wouldn't I want an old lead to show up and everybody know who they are and be excited to see them. Yeah. But, okay. uh. He says that I'm here to hold, Nick says I'm here to hold you guys accountable. Today's about being truthful, ghosting, leading women on, cheating, trying to be the next bachelor. Nick plans to, and then says, and then that's the end of the quote. And then uh, Nick is going to, Nick's going to ask some tough questions and people are going to say some words. And also Connor's choices day after day (laughs) after day. Like you just said that. Perfectly. Connor's choices. This was a choice. Let it be known, everyone, what he's wearing on this group date. That white shirt, that deep V. You know, I think I've expressed to you guys how I feel about a deep V for guys. I hate it. Put that chain necklace with it. I hate it even more. This (laughs) this man has more buttons unbuttoned than buttoned. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't. I can't with it. He, I love him. I think he's great. But his choices, his wardrobe choices are not it's, great. It's, the, it's, it's a lot of things for me. It's the button up, mostly unbuttoned. It's the sleeves rolled up mid bicep. It's the double chain. Like, okay, I, I understand, like, the sleeve, the sleeve, like you said, mid-bicep. Like, I'm here for, like, the three-quarter-inch sleeve, you know, the forearm. Like, I'm even here for the short sleeve. Forearm, that rolled-up um, flannel shirt that Nick's wearing with the forearm, you know, like, that I dig. That I'm here for. But the roll-up of the already short-sleeve bicep mm-hmm. shirt, like, no. It was a bad, it was a bad call. It was a bad but, call. But hang on, rewind. What you were talking about, Nick saying about the ghosting, the cheating, leading women on, you know, wanting to be the next bachelor. Did you think that he had already talked to like old girlfriends who had like contacted the show and been like, I went on a date with him two days before the bachelor? No, I just. I think he was listening. I felt like it was stuff that we were going to read in People Magazine in like a week. No, I just think this. Now, this is. Totally because of how much I enjoy Nick's podcast. Mm-hmm. Every Monday he does his Ask Nick, where people ask ask him relationship questions, which makes me laugh every every week. It makes yeah. me laugh with like I've seen this man fail multiple relationships on television. Why are we asking his advice? But his exactly. his advice is usually decent, and also he like is picking apart these women's souls in minutes of conversation. Really? He's like telling women who they are and like what their problem is in minutes. Okay, that's weird. It's fascinating. And I so think that's why is Nick like is an here. Unlicensed therapist. N- Nick is Nick was here to smell the bull crap for Katie. That's hmm. why Nick was here. Hmm. He he brought his bull crap detector and it was on high. He came to detect some bull crap. I just love what you sent me that uh, Twitter post of like, what did the clipboard say? Thomas is lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, um, we we start with with Hunter. 
He confesses that uh, he's divorced with two kids. Okay, Hunter, when he started talking, I really felt like, I felt like Hunter was like that person, you know, where you're in an interrogation and it's like two seconds in and Hunter's like, I give, I'll tell you all the secrets. Oh yeah, 100%, yeah. Like Hunter in Guantanamo Bay would have been like, he doesn't even make it to the door. Hunter's like, okay. He's (laughs) on the plane. He's like, oh, we're leaving American soil. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Like, he started, like, tears immediately was like, I will give you my whole life. Just give me a rose this week. Yeah. But he lets us know that he got married and had kids and started working really hard to provide for that wife and kids. But the working really hard is actually what ruined his marriage Mm -hmm. and his relationships. So uh, that's why he says that he'll never work he'll never like put that on the back burner again yeah so then that's why uh that he had kids i did not know that okay I, I didn't know if that was something i missed or not no I'm confused with that. no uh there was some was thomas the next person no no okay I'm, I'm, i must have gotten might have been the next person because there was thomas or not thomas there was um hunter Connor, I know Aaron shared at some point. Um, yeah. Um, was it Aaron? Aaron no, what did Thomas he say? Thomas came like a little bit afterwards. Aaron. Most of the stories weren't really bad. Mm-hmm. It, Connor B. Like yeah, that's the thing. He Hunter's wasn't good. Connor's was rough. Yeah. Thomas's like, was terrible for different reasons. Like, Thomas's was drinking. terrible for different reasons. Yeah. yeah do you want to get into Connor? Drinking and partying. Yeah, do you what, want... Led him into that? Yeah, you want to, you want to get into Connor? Uh, he... Yeah, I mean, but what did he say that led him into to drinking and partying? What was he it? He was just a musician. And he oh, was just okay. he was just okay. like in the bars and clubs of Nashville. Okay. Cuz yeah, like he said that he yeah, he was really into drinking and I think drugs too, wasn't it? He didn't say anything about drugs, I don't think. He didn't? Oh, that's just me, like, putting my, like, after-school special spit on it, then. <laughs> but, um... I think yeah. I think it's probably a safe... A safe bet with the way things were going for him, but I don't think he ever said that. Yeah. But he, he was he saying that his... How... He talks about how he, like, cheated on his girlfriend. Yeah, his, his friends and family said that he was a... Uh, a mean drunk he said cruel and hurtful things and then uh, one day he went to a party and while he was at that party he ended up cheating on his on his girlfriend I was worried because I saw that conversation going two directions in terms of what he did he either cheated on her or he beat the crap out of her um yeah as it was going on I I too was like what direction is this going? Like, what's he going to say? It's In like, my mind, I'm just like, please cheat on her. Please cheat on her. Because the other <laughs> option is you beat the crap You're out like, of her. We can and move that's, past cheating. That's so much worse. We can move so past much cheating, worse. but if you say you decked her, like... <laughs> I no. would rather be cheated on. I, I would rather be... I would rather someone cheat on someone else than, like, domestic violence. I think that's preferable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, his story, yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty messed up about it. And that would be hard to, yeah. 
not only to somebody that you're trying to fall in love with, but a group of people that are also mm-hmm. competitively trying to buy for the same woman's heart. So these stories are weird because it's like you tell your story and immediately it could move you in the running from here to here. You know, somebody else tells a story and they could be here and they're here, but it depends on how bad your story is. You could just be like, crash and burn. I don't, I think because everyone, because of everyone's level of honesty, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if things shared, changed because I really don't think besides Thomas and Connor in this group, yeah. there was anybody who was in any sort of place. Any sort of top ten. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, yeah, there weren't too many on this date. That there, we... there wasn't a the ringers. The ringers weren't here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember what Aaron's story was. I remember him sharing, but I don't remember it. I I think that's a good thing. Because I remember he tried to get into it again later on. He was talking about something. I, I think he just. I think it was like he led someone on and then ghosted her. Was that it? I think I think it was like not great, but like not not a thing. I feel it's it's something if it's something to be said if I didn't even note his story. <laughs> like I literally didn't my mind, my pen and paper, I didn't note his story. I need to go back and check that. Um but somebody's story I did note. Wait, did you have anything to say before? I was just gonna it? say Thomas's novel was certainly something to note. Was it not the freaking weirdest thing to say? It was almost like he was trying to say so many things that he actually said. I think it was almost like his plan was, I'm going to say a lot of things so that none of those things are things. It was like, I felt like it was like, um, have you ever been in a situation where like people are doing something and you are like, oh, I need a story to tell too. So you like make something up. Like, I felt like he had nothing to say, really. But then he was like, oh, I should probably be honest and say that I didn't think that, like, I wanted to be a celebrity instead of finding love. But now that you're here and now that I'm getting to know you, I think you're so cool. So it was like he was kind of sharing a story that made him seem like he was sharing something of depth. But really, he was sharing something of surface level, like... um celebrity kind of stuff which made him look bad but it was like he thought that at that time confessing that part would make him look like he was showing something I, I think Thomas it really would made have, him look shallow yeah I think Thomas if Nick Hetton said wanting to be the bachelor mm-hmm. I don't think Thomas would have had anything to share right like Thomas didn't seem like he really because he didn't say anything about himself it wasn't like hey, I've had struggles with past relationships or I have commitment issues or I hurt this person or blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like, he was like, um, you know, basically, here's my idea of Thomas. I think that Thomas has probably traded his good looks for a while. He's probably had successful relationships. You know, obviously things haven't worked out, but I think he was probably like, I haven't really had a hard life or a hard love life. Yeah. I come up with something. This this type of this type of date and conversation requires a not only a level of hardship mm-hmm. but a level of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I don't think Thomas has ever accessed. 
it was weird. I think it, Thomas is just him sharing the stuff that he shared. It was like he wanted it to come off as like something of depth, but it was really shallow stuff that he shared, which in turn made him look even more shallow. And I feel like that's kind of the position I would be in if I was there. Yeah. Because, like, I have no relationship history. I didn't do anything cruel. I didn't even do anything mm-hmm. exciting. I just haven't really lived a life. <laughs> like, in you got the, married, you have a kid. I mean, I mean in, in a traditional <laughs> secular sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I went to college. I lived at home. I had no. I have no friends from my high school. I have no friends from my college. So, like... So if you were on the show, you'd be like, yeah, I thought I wanted to... Pretty sure I just wanted to build my followers and be a bachelor. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even go there. I'd be like, look, I thought you were really beautiful, and I wanted to see if we could like each other. I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't done anything. I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't caused trouble. If Mike was on this date, if Mike was on this date, he'd probably say the same thing. He'd probably be like, you really, unless I mean, Mike probably could, he may, may have broken some hearts. Just because he hasn't had sex doesn't mean that he hasn't, like, been in love. So, yeah. Might have had an even more adventurous life than Thomas. Yeah, but, but yeah, like we said, basically what we've got around to is the fact that Thomas has said that he has multiple red flags and fails to name any of them. He says that That's he... That's also, yeah, the multiple red flag line. That's such a weird thing to say about yourself. Because, again, I just was trying to look like he was, like confessing stuff. He was like, he didn't even know who Katie was when he signed up for the season. He went on a date the week before because he, he didn't even know if this was going to be successful in any way. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, look, I'm just, I'm just here, man. I just love the, the more Thomas went on. And like you said, the book, basically his novel, the more heated Aaron got. <laughs> Aaron, my favorite I want to say this. It was mentioned multiple times on Twitter. It was a popular thing. Justin, man. This guy's faces. Faces for days. Wait, again, which one's Justin? I'm so bad. They need name tags. You know the the guy who was always making like the... Huh? Or... Um, Like, this season's Dylan. This season's Dylan or... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I just pulled him up. Yes. Or, uh... They, she had a, he had a lot of comparisons to uh, McKenna. Yes, yes. Where, yeah, where the faces game was yeah. strong. His faces were hilarious. Okay. He now always I'm... he was always telling us what he thought exclusively through his facial expressions. <laughs> his eyes get huge every second. Like he's like the. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um... Thomas just, I felt like he went on for a long, long time. Oh, he did. Very, it probably felt like Carl's motivational speech. Yeah. Where I just the, word, the words were excessive and the meaning left nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Connor, who, Connor or Thomas, one of the two of them was the last, was the last story that's not from from our lead uh and katie katie opens up with a banger like this was quite a story yeah i didn't i didn't first of all i didn't anticipate her opening up like i i thought you know because you know the job it was the job of the guys to open i up. feel like katie was not going to 
I feel like Katie was going to say something. It may not have been mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like Katie is... Katie understands that this means too much mm-hmm. for her to not be vulnerable in a similar way. And I thought that was totally respectful. Like, what she did. Like, it's like, I asked you to give me a lot. Now I'm going to give you... And she even it. she even said later, I don't remember who she was talking to, but I think it might have been Aaron or Connor where she said that she wasn't even expecting to say what she did. Right. Like, she wasn't planning, that wasn't, like, her plan to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And it shows she because it wasn't even... About it. I'm sure she did before it aired, but, like... Yeah, yeah. That's something that, man, like, the fact that she hadn't even talked to her mom about yeah, it. Yeah, she, uh, she lets us know that about 10 years ago, at a New Year's Eve party, she was involved in a situation, a sexual situation, where there wasn't consent. And uh, she denied it and decided to date this person mm-hmm. and says that it didn't work out. And after that, she had uh, deep emotional wounds and had a very uh, a very difficult relationship with sex after that, which led to issues in her actual in her future relationships because she didn't want to have any part of that. Yeah, I thought like. I love that Katie shared this with the guys, but then she also shared this with us because that makes it such a, you know, it's such a big piece in Katie's puzzle that like when you see that, you know, um, her story and who she is today, it makes, it makes even more sense. You know, like, yes, a woman is perfectly capable of being sex positive without even having that experience. But the fact that she went through this life changing experience and because the way that like the hard time that she had to go through now she's like okay um she's a sex positive woman because she's like i went through this period of time where i thought sex is bad i mean i didn't want to have sex i i you know didn't want to talk Uh about it you know and so for her to like it's kind of like a full circle where she's like okay it's not something bad it's something healthy and i shouldn't be ashamed of this but she's experiencing shame because of this instance the sexual instant yes like that hearing her story i was like that makes sense as to why she you know some people can be like oh my gosh if you hear her say the word sex positive one more time but it's like her way of being like it's okay you know yeah talk about this um and uh she she gives us some quotes at the end she says for a long time i felt responsible for being too drunk too stupid but it's not my fault because consent is important and i did not give it that night yeah. So this was one of the rare occasions in Bachelor Nation where uh, something can actually be praised universally. Mm-hmm. Like, ve- very rarely does this show give anything of any importance. Mm-hmm. And it certainly did last night. It certainly did, yeah, last night, last night. So it's it's good, I think, that we discuss it because it's important to give the small about small amount of credit where credit is due yeah and i think also like i don't know if i can credit the producers because this really comes from katie but the producers it was the producers edit you know and the way that they put it all together well they also let it sit yeah yeah because they could have it could have easily just been something that they just tied up in a bow or glossed over you know but instead they They, let it they they let they let us they let us as Bachelor Nation, they let the guys, they let Katie, they let the producers mm-hmm. sit in it for a minute. 
yeah. and allow us to to not to absorb because it would be really easy to move on to what did Thomas say and how ridiculous is Thomas, but they let us sit in what it is she had to say and its level of importance, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. Yeah, I think that was great. Um, and then they shared the the number for um oh was it Rain? Yeah. Um, the suicide prevention it? group. Or no, it wasn't suicide. I mean not suicide, sexual assault. Yeah. Um so I thought that was great. And that's also I think it's on if you guys need it, it's on <laughs> the Bachelorette page, I believe. Yeah, yeah, the Bachelorette Twitter and Instagram, I believe, both mm-hmm. shared yeah, shared that information. Sexual, sexual assault hotline. And the website's online.rain with two ends dot org. Yes. Um but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was great. And I'm glad that we know Katie even better now. I'm glad that she takes ownership of her story like that um, and that part of her story to share that. Yes. Strength. Yes, yes, like yes. She's, she's just blowing my mind. She's great. No, oh, she's, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to the house. Uh, Michael is chatting with Mike and Andrew. As we know, Michael is a, and Michael's a senior single dad with a little son. And apparently his wife died two years ago of breast cancer. And she he they yeah. let us he lets us know that then and says he is gonna have to uh to talk about that with with Katie because we are informed at that point that Michael got the one on one. Yes. With a heart Katie. With a heart Katie, yes. This one was heart <laughs> Katie. Yeah. Yeah, he's he says my entire life, thirty six years old, I've only told one girl I love her, my wife Laura. But I came here to find that spark with Katie that's really been missing in my life. Gosh. Like, he just, he's one that, obviously, last week, him and Katie had some sparks. You know, it was cute the way he was like, oh, I haven't talked to her, you know. And um, they haven't really connected. And then when they did touch base for a little bit, she's like, you're here. You know, I think he's the one that she's like, you're here for a reason. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, because I was like, maybe it's not there with them. Maybe the spark, like, maybe she's just keeping him around. But, man... Michael, Michael reminds me of the vibes I get from Ross, from Ross Geller on Friends. (laughs) But hear me out. Okay. So Ross, when I was a kid, Ross was like, whatever to me. But Rachel obviously loved Ross. Okay. So obviously there's something to Ross. Ross is responsible. He's, you know, whatever. But now that I'm an adult and I watch Friends, I can see how charming and adorable Ross is. And I appreciate Ross. And I feel like Michael is somebody that, like, if 20-year-old me had seen, I probably, if I was watching, I probably would have been like, what the, that guy, what? You know, like I said, as a kid, I didn't love Ross. But as an adult, he's great. Yeah, Michael's a... A 34-year-old woman, I'm like, I mean, no kids. Like, right. But, like, he is, he is wonderful. Yeah, he's very he's a great guy. Very seemingly yeah. a great guy. Yeah. Um we cut back to the cocktail party. Uh Katie arrives to meet the guys in a in another pretty dress, but in a ridiculous jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an oversized jacket. What's yeah, it? and someone commented on Twitter, I don't know why Katie I don't know why Katie showed up in Shaq's jacket. With what? In Shaq's jacket. Honestly, though, that's the first thing I noticed when she's like, I forget how 
how well you guys clean up. And I was like, well, what are you wearing though? Like last week's blazer dress was fire. This blazer, I'm like. It was, it was not a blazer. It was a full on like, it was the cardigan of Goliath. It was Goliath's cardigan. A giant professor's coat. Like, <laughs> it, it's as if like, it was given. It's as if it was given to her by a bigger, a taller, incredibly overweight old man. <laughs> He's like, you look cold, girl. Because not only was it long, but like the arm sleeves were huge. Yeah, it was weird. It was. It was. It was. It was super weird. Yeah. She takes off the jacket to talk to the guy. She, I mean, I, I'll say it again. She does not know how to dress herself because in Bachelor, she always looked great, but her style was always weird. And this, her style is relatable though. Her style is relatable. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, and on the Bachelor, and you can't tell me this isn't true. She did yeah. not pull off dressed up well. No, no. She now, moonlight mixer dresses from like circa 2002. But here, where you have professional stylists putting her in clothes, she looks incredible constantly. Yeah. And that's the difference. But she talks to Connor, who once again is in a ridiculous outfit. He is changed to a black button-up shirt where it is more unbuttoned than buttoned. Okay, Connor. um, When she... Okay, well, let's talk about let's talk about the conversation with Connor first, and then I'll tell you. Yeah, my... Connor says you have this way of seeing people, and I haven't felt that way. I haven't felt that scene in a really long time, maybe ever. Uh, and it was just a really cute conversation where their con- their connection is clearly growing, mm-hmm. but he is still at this moment in a distant second place. Yeah, but I do think he's second place. Okay, I think it's it's still possible in second place. Um, so you know how, uh, and I don't like I don't want to complain because I feel like if I were Katie, I'd be like, this is still a good thing. But do you think that Connor needs to dial back his makeout a little bit? <laughs> I think Connor is just someone who makes out a certain way. <laughs> And there's not really anything that's going to change about it. Because what is he, almost 30 or over 30? I mean, yeah, I think so. I think think at this point, a very handsome musician like Connor has been making out for half his life, if not more. Okay, yeah. And it's just just, what it is now. I don't know. Like, sometimes, okay, here's the deal. This is what my, my thoughts are when he, like, goes in for it. It's like the first time, I'm like, whoa, that's intense. Okay. He's dressed like a cat, but like, wow. Okay, the second time, I'm like, still got it. All right, he went in for it. The third time, I'm like, must it start out like at the top of a roller coaster? You know, like, I feel like... There's no, yeah, there's no build up. They, they... <laughs> right, there's literally no build with him. He goes from telling her the sweetest thing of like, I'm, you know, you make people feel seen and I've never feel felt so seen maybe in my life and then he just goes in for it but the go in for it is like the like the intensity you know you're already there whereas like maybe maybe let it like like maybe go into it like and then go up the road or maybe just a simple kiss 
Me, okay, yeah. Not but, every not every interaction needs to be an aggressive makeout. We can just have right. a nice kiss. But I will say though, with Connor, if he keeps doing this now, if he just gave a simple kiss later on, if I were Katie, I'd be like, "What's wrong? Like, does he hate me? Does he hate being here? What's going on?" That's true. <laughs> he did start it at such an outrageous level that he has nowhere to go but up. Right. You have to get some range in that. You can't just start out like that every time. Like <laughs> by the end, by the last episode, he's gonna have to take his shirt off every time just to change the level of intensity. To outdo himself. Like honestly, no. Like I just every time I watch, I'm like, there it is. Like when I said. I don't want to complain. That's like complaining with. That's like complaining about having AC. Yeah. Like I don't want to complain. You keep doing your thing, but maybe switch it up a bit. Various, uh, various degree levels. Yeah. All, good. All keep it cool during the summer, or warm during the winter, but just variety. That's all. I mean. <laughs> uh. So yeah, she has her conversation with Connor. Connor's interrupted by Thomas, who he's like, yeah, you're telling me about these red flags. I want to hear about them. And then he dodges the question. Then she, he's like, hey, like, I would like to hear about them. And he says, yeah, I'm going to tell you about them. And then he doesn't. And then he just keeps talking for a while. Yeah. He's, he says, I don't ever want a second of doubt to come into the feelings that we have. I want you to know that my intention is we're we're leaving getting married. Uh it's just nonsense at this point, and I'm pretty sure she she seems to recognize it fairly easily. I, th- yeah. I, I, I she, think that, like his, he's just so weird like he's just weird. Before I thought he was really attractive. Now I'm like, your smile seems like fake. It's super fake. Yeah. It's like panicked where he's like, oh no, I gotta get myself out of this hole. Yeah, he's 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 super he's super ridiculous. It's weird. Weird how one week is great and the next week it's like, get him out of here, please. <laughs> uh she she after that, after they talk for a few minutes and he tries to play more games, she's not having it. She just kind of stands up and says, All right, Thomas, I'll I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. And then is this when we're joined by, are we joined by Aaron at this point? Yeah, we're joined by Aaron at this point. Yeah, Yeah, Aaron Uh, is, he's sharing something heartfelt again. Again, the heartfelt thing I don't remember. I just, I think I overheard him saying somebody had a stroke. I just need to go back and watch the Aaron points. Because literally, I I literally just, I didn't note him. Yeah. Well, he. Is he looking at him maybe? I don't know. He was trying. He was trying to focus, but all you see is Aaron. All you see is Thomas, irritatedly pacing in the background. Yeah. Because he says that uh, she's. He says she was asking probing questions, and I wish I had more of a response for her. Mm-hmm. I let that moment get the best like, of I'm, me. I'm distracted. She's like, so am I. But keep going. Yeah. Which I thought was really kind. Yes. Uh, Let's see. Uh, here we are. They're talking, and then Thomas decides that he's done pacing the room and is going to ask to talk to Katie again. Uh, they kind of both look at each other. Neither of them want him to be back, but Aaron just says, of course, and he just sits, and then Thomas sits back down. Uh, he. We don't really get a lot of this conversation. All we see is Aaron talk to the guys about how much 
They hate Thomas for stepping in. Uh, he <laughs> comes back. They asked him, I don't really know what that was. So, like, is there a reason that you had to talk to her? And he says that I he was telling her that I'm falling in love with her. Uh, which, he it, would, it was a jumble of stuff that he said anyway when he's talking about fear and love. And you can't have love without fear, was it? Or something. Like, it was, like, saying stuff about how he he's, you know, he's afraid, but he didn't really say he was afraid. But then it was like, he's not saying he's in love with her, but he's kind of saying that, like, I'm fearful in the way that I could be. I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know what I'm saying. Uh, he, he basically, he, I think in the gist of what he was trying to say was, I have feelings for you and it's scary. But he did a he did a terrible job of saying it, and I don't believe him whatsoever. But this I is believe the only that time I found Thomas relatable is because I too have terrible times expressing my feelings. But I also I also <laughs> think he has terrible times sharing his feelings because those feelings don't exist. Okay, okay, that's the red flag. <laughs> so. The, the pro he's like making up the feelings. He's describing someone else's feelings. <laughs> heard people have. Yes. <laughs> seen people have and applying it to the situation. <laughs> uh, later in the episode, Aaron will call him either a psychopath or, psychopath or a sociopath. And I think sociopath is what we're... I, I genuinely think that there are some sociopathic tendencies that he's sharing where he is expressing with words emotions that people have, but yeah. does not in any way have those emotions and doesn't really yeah, know. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. He, he's like, this is an emotion. I've heard friends and family say this is how love feels. And because I am a robot and I cannot express, I cannot feel or express emotion, this is how I've been told it sounds like. The fact that you just said he's a robot, he's basically, that's why he seems familiar. He's basically the sum of, like, the social media, the guy that slides into your DMs, he has no posts at all, and his name is, like, Thomas, and that's it. And he's like, hey, lovely, how are you today? And it's like, you're a bot. You're not real. <laughs> Did you watch, you watched Parks and Recs, right? Parks and Rec, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. near the end of the series. Oh, wait. I'm not done. I still have, like, two more seasons. Okay, this is not going to be that surprising or crazy. So, okay. near the end, Ben goes to Washington. Oh, yes. Okay, I am in that season. That's where I'm at. And then April is working with him in Washington. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they work for that, they have the meetings with that politician. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah! that's Thomas. <laughs> he's the politician just in like Parks and Rec. Whenever he's not on, he's just, like... When, when he's not in front of the cameras... Stares blankly in his office. That's Thomas. That's Thomas. Dang, he, he's a he's a robot attempting. Accurately, you're on fire tonight. He's a <laughs> he is a robot attempting to be a person. Yeah, that's why I feel so uneasy with him. Yeah, he he is a robot attempting to be a person. He goes like back. He's just describing emotions that he heard other people have. <laughs> yes, he he comes <laughs> he comes back. And the guys jump on him immediately because this is red flag number two. 
And he basically says that his time with Katie is more important than their time with Katie. And says that he <laughs> has something to tell her and that he was falling in love with her. And then eventually we realize that's not what he said. But before we get that, we get another classic face from Justin, who is just like, What? Like, you already telling her that you love her? I can't believe he came back to tell them that. Like, he, he actually said, It's also weird that he's like telling the truth. And then, like, making mistakes on, like, how he should have edited the truth. Yes. Like, I didn't didn't tell her that I loved her. But it's like, you just said that you told her you were falling in love with her. Yeah. Is it because you thought that that's what they wanted to hear? I don't know. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing ever, though. Yeah. uh, Courtney says, you get an extra time today. It took away from some guys. It's blatantly disrespectful. Connor says, I find it disgusting that, and then accuses Thomas of toying with Katie's emotions. And then he says, I didn't say that I loved her. I said that you can't have fear without love. It's like, no, baby boy, you didn't say that. That's not what you just said to this group. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, (laughs) just everyone's making ridiculous faces hunter says that's bullcrap you are correct sir how stressed hunter is he's so stressed (laughs) hunter and justin are like why is the world ending yes but i think this is where we stop for the moment and yeah right here is a good spot uh we are gonna break here for news and notes news and notes news and notes there we go news and notes i'm always so excited about it News and notes, we have a couple things for you. Carly Waddell, Waddell, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Waddell. Waddell, uh, last Monday, I I don't know how we didn't cover this last week, but we didn't, so my apologies. Uh, Carly Waddell was rushed to the hospital from the airport last week. Uh, Evan met her there and stayed with her. Basically, what she said was she started feeling really weird intestinal cramps. Mm-hmm. And really bad nausea. And then when she stood up in the plane at the airport to go to get to the hospital, she passed out. Firefighters yeah. came and decided that she needed to go to the hospital. So she was there for a while. They, She says the only thing that helped was fluids and time. Uh, she still feels nausea and intestinal cramps. And last we read, which was right before, we started that she has no answers medically. I mean, if I were willing to guess, which I'm no doctor, but she has been going through a lot of stress with the pending divorce. Her brother, do you hear about this? Her brother says that he doesn't think that the love story between Carly and Evan is done. Well, I think think how things went with this whole situation where Evan never left her side Mm -hmm. is a sign that I don't think things are over. Completely. Yeah. And he said that it was reminiscent of, you know, the beginning of yeah. their story anyway, because that's what happened on, on um, Bachelor in Paradise. I don't, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that they may separate, but I don't think things are going to be finalized in any way, shape, or form, at least anytime mm-hmm. soon, because they're obviously, I hope not. they're obviously they going through really some things, together. but based on what you said on the stress, I don't think it's stress unless the stress is leading mm-hmm. to something, because when they said they got to the hospital, she had a very low blood pressure and an incredibly high white blood cell count. Ooh. So okay. uh, like I said, I'm no doctor. The the high white blood cell count suggests that her body was fighting something. 
So oh, whether it be okay. a virus or a bacteria, her body was in the middle of fighting something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like I said, yeah, I'm like Joe Rogan. Like, don't listen to me. I'm not a professional. <laughs> so yeah, that that I was leaning stress too until I saw what they said about the white blood cell count, which mm-hmm. is the the body's biological reaction to fighting a uh, a virus or bacteria. So, so it sounds yeah. like maybe wherever she was, she got something. Yeah. But it may be a decent amount of time before we learn anything. Uh, Hopefully. She gets better soon. Second story, Ari and Lauren, they welcome their twins. Yes. They did. Okay. Can we just talk about how beautiful Lauren looked post-labor? Like, her, and I know that social media, you can edit, you can filter, you know. But the picture of her (laughs) holding these while also wearing her, like, um the like uh hospital you know what do you call it <laughs> like the hat thing hat thing. yeah i'm like it's not a bonnet i'm like oh my gosh obviously i've never spent a lot of time in the hospital but um but even that like i was like she looks beautiful carly i mean it helps that lauren's stunning yeah that, that I mean, certainly but, helps. like i feel like pushing two babies out of you like if i had twins and you took a picture of me afterwards like, I think, I, I don't know what I would look like. It wouldn't be that. Even if I had my makeup on, it would be, like, streaks of my mascara, like, down my face. No, I, th- I think, I think in general, makeup in that situation is a rookie move, and that's not yeah. the move you should be having. Yeah, no. makeup in that situation is, is not is not the move. No. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to them as, as they yeah. now have... Their older daughter and then the twins. Yeah, I think the um, the girl, I don't remember her name, but I know they had to leave her behind in the hospital for a bit. Um, I think just for, I, I don't know, something wrong with her, her development or something, or maybe just her breathing. But like she's at home now, like both twins are at home. But it was like a rocky first couple of days for them. Kind of I think it's really common with twins just because yeah. they're, they're generally less developed unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh story number three this is where things start to get a little bit sadder uh caitlin who we were talking about this before clearly i mean and not even like she did she obviously doesn't look bad now she still looks amazing but she looks noticeably different Mm -hmm. from her time on the bachelor and then as the bachelorette and there are some fairly obvious signs of of uh, a plastic I'm surgery, speaking. but like yeah. also, people on Twitter don't need to comment on it. Uh, yeah, social media is hateful. It can be great, but it can be hateful and not very kind. As also we're seeing with um, Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, people are very unkind about the work the work that she's had done. Um, which I mean, sometimes it I mean it is very obvious. But look, I'm just Khloe is obviously in that family, which which is not not hard to do because they're all attractive but the very yeah, bottom yeah. very obviously the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. as in terms of the least the least attractive of the kardashian jenners wait did you just call her the bottom of the barrel kardashian of the, of the kardashian jenner she's obviously the least attractive I, I don't think i'm saying something that's outrageous Just the bottom of the barrel. 
the residue of the barrel once you dumped all it's of the like, water. Look, okay, look. Clinton, first of all, what's left is Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> first of all, I think you're being very aggressive, but it's like saying Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback. Well, he is. He's just the worst of the starters. It's still a, here's the bottom of the barrel. Like if somebody if somebody said that about me, if they were like, oh, she's no, she's still super cute. She's the bottom of the barrel, though, of her family. Like, dear Lord, just bury me now. <laughs> Once again. Open my eyes, read me my last right. <laughs> the Kardashian-Jenner family is an absurdly attractive family. Yes. So that's not even... <laughs> to, say, to say that you are the least attractive of a family of incredibly gorgeous people yeah. is not that big of a deal. No. Look, the the, the Mannings. That okay. was the whole point in her. Like, well, that was, I love that this is just branched off of Caitlyn Bristow. But that's the whole point what she's talking about. Like, she's like, that's why she got the work. She felt like she was the ugly one. She was like the big bone one. She was the one that they were like, oh, she's going to be in the back anyway. Like, you're like, well, yeah. But if you, you're basically like, yeah, of course. She shouldn't be in the back. Like there, I said, though. she's. At least you're there. Okay. Bottom of the barrel. Look, all I'm saying is that when you, there is a very visible ranking, and she's not near the top of those rankings. Ranking barrel. <laughs> all of it is so bad. Okay. What I'm I, I recognize that what I'm saying is not good. I will keep this in the podcast. Because I would keep, I would keep it if you had said it. But also, the words I'm saying are not inaccurate, and I will not <laughs> back off. You're like, at the end of the day, I stand by my statements. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, Caitlin had some work. And Twitter. <laughs> this is the epitome of the Conor McGregor meme, where he says, "I apologize." To absolutely effing nobody because I'm the best. I apologize to no one. The statements I said are are mean, but accurate. You stand by them. I stand you, by them. And if anyone is interested them. in my Kardashian Jenner rankings, you're welcome to hit me up on Twitter at podcasting for the right reasons. Comment below on Instagram. Comment below, podcasting for the right reasons. Tell us. Tell us all your thoughts. Yes, every everyone, please. So there's good, bad, everything in between. Bring it on. No, I want to. I want to know everyone's rankings. Comment on the TikTok your rankings. No, no, no. Okay. Those women. Apparently, we're not. Go ahead. And no. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> do it. Okay. Oh, we're moving on. Um. So yeah, Caitlin is being attacked on Twitter for apparently having plastic surgery. I think that we're to a point in 2021 where. Every celebrity has plastic surgery, and we should start pretending like it's not that big of a deal because it's not. However, I like to believe that Jennifer Lopez has not. I believe that she has not had plastic traditional plastic surgery, but I think that there are probably some smoothening and some injections of some kind. I don't know. Some tightening, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but also I'm just like, she's like, it seems Gila is still gorgeous. Kayla was top notch for yes, her. Yes, she's for her for her age. She is 
she is the top of every food chain. Mm-hmm. Her and Jennifer Aniston, top of the top of the food chain, man. Not bottom of the barrel. No, not the, bottom of the barrel. The only way they're at the bottom of the barrel is if you like took a barrel and like turned it quickly upside down and everything hasn't readjusted yet. I can't handle. I just can't handle it. I'll, you're never gonna live this down. That's you know? fine. <laughs> I t- I told you I stand by my statements. Everything I say is accurate. Uh, Rachel, uh, Rachel Lindsay, yes, uh, Rachel Lindsay has wrote a, an essay for the New York. Was it the New Yorker? Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> magazine. Yeah, New York magazine, uh, where she attacked attacks what she calls the Bachelor Clan, which is basically fairly racist and set in their ways. White fans of the mm-hmm. show. Which, yeah. which which is not just I and mean, she did not just attack uh, fans she attacked Chris for what happened on her, her their interview she but attacked I, don't know produ- if I would use the word attack though she, she took she took umbrage with these these yes. this certain a few certain people and basically the setup and the way the show is run from the top down because the top the top isn't going to hire people under them that are wanting to take the show in a different direction than she's taking than they want it to be taken so it's not the the producers and the editors and all the rest of the production staff is hired by people who want the show to go in a certain direction mm-hmm. so that they're going to hire people who agree with the direction that they want it to go so it's i mean to a certain extent it is starts at the top because they are hiring they're hiring people who want the show to be a certain way because that's the way that they think the show should be. Yeah. And so, but that's what, that's her point. Yes. No, I, and I, I agree. I thought, yeah, there are parts her, of her parts of her essay that I thought were a little aggressive because I, I think the essay yet, full disclosure, haven't read the essay yet. Um, the, 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 and what I'm just looking at, from- I'm just seeing excerpts. So I from think, what I've heard from different entertainment outlets, though, is that a lot of people feel like she just revealed her, like she just kind of shared her position in the franchise, her um, view of like the, the status quo, the way that people yeah. just thought this is the way it always has been, this is the way it always needs to be. Um, when she became the Bachelorette, she was the first ba- Black Bachelorette. Um, and the thing about her, though, and she kind of points this out, is that she was very palatable. Like she was easy for um white people to accept you know like she was well spoken she was a lawyer you know there was nothing shady in her past so it was something like she wasn't very like in your face that people expect they expected her to be like a the good girl and then when they found out that she was a little more outspoken you know later on um do you think if she's outspoken on next season do you think they offer her the lead position? Uh, probably not. Do you think they offer it to uh, maybe a Christina? Mm, S- someone who is maybe because she had she had her adoption story. Has had had the story had the mm-hmm. had the, was obviously obviously was and still is very beautiful. A little bit of a yeah. spunk, a little bit of a spunk to her herself. Yeah, I wonder I if that. they if they realized what Rachel was, then I think the tra- the trajectory but, of Rachel is much different. Where they she goes back 
to being a lawyer because they're just like, oh, we know, we see this potentially being a problem. But, okay, see, then that, but that, though, is something in and of itself a problem because if, I feel like if a woman of color, you know, and, like, thinking, like, as a woman of color, like, there's a whole idea of of black women can't be too outspoken or too bold. People, it'll rub people the wrong way. No, I, I totally so, agree with you. I, I have, I totally agree with you. I don't, I don't feel this way. I don't think that there, there are obviously people who don't feel this way, mm-hmm. but based on how things have gone since then, I think people at the top would have reacted Maybe. differently if they had known. But like, I think that's important because I think that somebody it totally is. should be able to be their full selves and their full opinionated, completely free thinking, you know, independent brained woman. And still be eligible to be the bachelorette. Correct. And they might ruffle feathers. And also, if her thoughts and opinions had been taken into account Mm -hmm. and things had been adjusted, then we would not get to the point where we're at now with Rachel, where she is not only not in the franchise, but attacking the franchise. If we had just given her the opportunity to share her thoughts and then people at the top and production staff in general had taken those thoughts into account and adjusted yeah. the adjusted slowly the the way the franchise is being run then this is not a problem that we would be having right now i mean i think that's that's valid especially you're you should be able to be heard when you're the lead of the freaking franchise like that's so i like i again i don't i wouldn't say that she's attacking it i think she's just telling the truth about it it's the franchise's fault for being what it was. And it's, it, you know, it's time that what it was or was it what it is? Change. What it is. I mean, it's, yeah. The franchise. Adding more black people to a season does not fix right. the problem or fix the franchise. Right. The, fr- a- the franchise is very much still broken. Mm-hmm. No, you're very, you're very right in that. And it, like, yeah, adding visible diversity and being like look everything's fixed look we're gonna have Michelle because, next because year. we're we're gonna and come like, to a situation where once again we have black people on a series that are on a season i'm just be sure these black people are gonna win right andrew s is the only one who has any shot mm-hmm. he's the only he's the only black guy in the top five mm-hmm. and i don't know what aaron is i don't know if he is hispanic yeah. And if Aaron is Hispanic, let's just say that he is, he's the only person, he's the only person of color that has any chance. Mm-hmm. That's how for years and years, though, that's how it's been, is that you'd see black people on the show and you'd be like, oh, that's a really cool guy or a really cool girl. Wonder how far they'll make it. They won't win, though. You know, and so that's what was different about Rachel, though, is that she got to like the top three and it was obvious that her and Nick had a real connection. So there was like a shot that Rachel had, you know? There was a shot between her and Nick. And it wasn't like, oh, this is the token black girl. It actually felt like there was an actual connection with them. Yeah. And, you know, towards then it was like, mm, okay. Like, you know, this is where we part ways. And that was totally, it didn't feel like it was, um, it felt organic. It didn't feel like it was fixed. Yeah. Um, and it felt natural for them to pick Rachel because Rachel everybody really liked Rachel on Nick's season 
let's be real. Like there was like she, I was not I was not around then as a fan, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I defer to you in terms of wonderful. Bachelor Nation's thoughts on Rachel at the time. I'm gonna defer mm-hmm. to you on that one, which I Yeah, I'm, no, like everybody loved Rachel at this time. Like her her edit was great, her like the, her personality, everything about her was wonderful. Because on a season like I said, my problem with Rachel started whenever she like gave Peter the boot because he didn't give her that ring. And then she started talking shade. And then I was like, get out of here, girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's obviously two people at any, and on every season that they protect. Yeah. And it's their leads, future leads, future, future potential leads in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if we, even if Rachel had gotten into some shenanigans, I don't think they would have showed it. No, she had, she had a tip top. Her, her and Vanessa had a very good edit on that season, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, because the winners and future leads, their their view needs to stay clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we jump back in? Yep, let's do it. All right, we jump back into the episode. Katie is uh, driving around a dune buggy, and as she's practicing, she flips herself upside down. Yeah, I was like, flips said dune buggy. <laughs> yeah, me- a medic runs over, makes sure she's okay. She says she's fine. And then she just jaunts on over to pick up Michael, who that has no idea. Great, I loved that. I was like, "Girl, okay." She's like, "She's like, I'm fine. Let's go. Let's keep going." Even though I just crashed. Yeah. But uh, Michael comes and Michael gets into the Doom buggy. At this point, I feel like at this point, as a lead, Katie has to say, "Hey, I just crashed this thing, mm-hmm. but I promise to be more careful." Yeah. Katie's got Katie's gotta let that man know ahead of time. The shenanigans <laughs> that she's been pulling in this doom yeah. buggy. I love that she's like, Yeah, um, I did crash this earlier. She's like, I felt so safe and you were so confident. She goes, I crashed there right before I picked you up. Like minutes. <laughs> he's like, Oh, okay, okay. He's like, Oh, so we could have died. Yeah. Like you don't know what you're doing. Okay. So they, they ride around for a little bit and then they go set up a picnic. Uh Mike says, Michael says, there's something really strangely comforting and familiar with you that I really feel like I could, could, I feel like could really be something. I always hear that this ends in an engagement, but it begins with an engagement. Mm -hmm. And she says that's so beautiful and cries and then they start kissing. He, uh, he talks about how much he misses his son, but it's also important that he invests in, in things for himself. So he's here on behalf of his son, but also on behalf of himself, where I feel like I need to be here in this moment. Mm-hmm. He is so wonderful. Yeah, he's like, great. Great. Like, just having a little picnic with him. <laughs> he seems so natural. He seems so, like, he's just Ross Geller to me. <laughs> yeah. But he just seems so wonderful and real and not showy. The exact opposite of Thomas. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Which, speaking of Thomas, we cut back to the house. Everyone Gosh. but Hunter and Thomas are talking about how much they hate Thomas and how disingenuous he is and how what happened basically on the date in terms of this guy's full of crap. Hunter and Thomas are talking. Hunter says your integrity right now is starting to be questioned. If you don't, if you have this, I don't give a bleep attitude, I think it's going to backfire you. And Thomas's thought is, I don't really care. 
He's the strangest thing I've ever witnessed. Well, I say that until next season. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the strangest thing that we've ever witnessed since Victoria last season. Wait, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, Victoria. Oh yeah, that was She's weird. the strangest thing you've experienced since January. Yeah. Yeah. But before that it'd been a while. Wait, which Victoria? Queen Victoria. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> the dumbest hoe that I've ever met, girl. Oh gosh. But he's not as bad. He's not he's not he's not like that. He's not toxic. No, it, it's a different kind it's a different kind. Yeah. It's a, it's a different level of toxicity. Mm. Still toxic. Still will kill you. But yeah, different level of toxicity. Uh, but we cut back to Michael and Katie, who are at this point at dinner. <coughs> Michael says, 16 years ago, I saw my wife on campus. Her name is Laura. And when I saw her, I said, that's it. That's my everything. I love he this tells, story. He tells, it's such a sweet story. He tells Katie they married in 2012 and had a baby in 2016. And then she got cancer. We traveled the country aimlessly trying to find a cure and then she passed away in January of 2019. Like that's... Uh, I, Michael's crying. Yeah. Katie's desperately trying not to. I was crying. I 100% cried. Like 100% cried. Um, just because I can't... I just can't believe... I, like, I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine like falling in love with someone getting married, having like the perfect story, you know, and then they get cancer and then pass away, you know, like, Oh, that would just be terrible. Um, and the fact that he's like so willing to see if he can fall in love again, that's what really got me. Yeah. And he's talking about making it their love story, you know, without losing this, the, the complete heart and full love of the previous story. You know, like, he's so open to the possibility that anything can happen with love. And, like, that, honestly, was just so... T- I'm going to I'm gonna cry right now just talking about it. But it was just so wonderful. Yeah, he... She gives him the rose and says that she knows that every rose she gives him is special because every rose she gives him is also <laughs> for James, which is his son. And then she tells us this could be the start the start of me falling in love with Michael, and it's so unexpected. Yeah. And if, if you look at our the- our podcast, got a message from my friend Mary, who says that she said she picks him, and that seriously, she says, "quote I would have pulled a Claire and Dale and just called it after that date." <laughs> so shout out to Mary. Read your tweet. Yeah, we uh. He, the trajectory of young Michael is insanity because mm-hmm. I saw him week one. I'm just like, he is going home like tomorrow because he. Really? really? Yeah, because he, he was classic Midwestern guy. Mm-hmm. He was the looks. He had the looks and the way he acted. I'm pretty sure he might have bumped somebody and said, oh, excuse me there. I know he's so sweet. Like, he, like I said, though, he's 
He's so real. He definitely walks. He, he definitely was walking through a crowd, and says, "I'm gonna slip on. I'm gonna slip right past you." Yeah. He, like, he <laughs> someone clearly bumped into him, and he apologized to them. <laughs> he could not You're be right. more midwestern, and I just didn't think the midwestern. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Here, I'm pretty sure that did not really vibe with with uh, the. Northwestern, the Northwestern style of, of our lead. But maybe... No. There's obviously more to him than Midwestern guy. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see if there's enough... What, what, Because obviously the story is heartbreaking. Yeah. And the story that he's... The fact that he's doing it for his son is incredible. But we have never seen the story be enough. Yeah, you're right. So we have to see, is this story enough or is there more to michael than we're hearing i think that i think there's more to michael i think that michael as a person as a human being seems like he's good like he's really kind he's really sweet um he seems fun no yeah he seems like a very good guy i'm just i'm gonna hold judgment on him on my rankings until i see mm-hmm. more than just a sad story from Michael. I have to see more. I but I think based on last week though, the way that she told him, like, you know, you're you're here, like I want you here. And she's always excited to kiss him. Well he makes her giddy and we don't see a lot of it. I think that because he is not around all of the time, again, like I said, beware of the ones that are like in the background coasting, like Greg, old Greg. <laughs> Is a coaster, all right? We barely saw him this week. We, I will, I will, I have replaced the, my top four has shifted, but I don't. You'll, you'll see, you'll see. So okay. we unfortunately did not get to our second group date, and then obviously we did not get to our second rose ceremony. Uh, we continue to have. Guys, crap all over everything that is Thomas. Brendan says he's a pathological liar. Yeah. Uh, his outfit was ridiculous. What's happening with Brendan? What is happening? What? How? I feel like his hair is the quote of like the higher the hair, the closer to God. Like each week, each week he's just trying to get to heaven. Is that the same reason he wears such a deep V? Maybe the deeper the V, the closer to God. Is that the idea there too? Maybe no, no. It's not. It's not the idea. No. Okay. That's, no, that's like no. <laughs> uh, Brandon, his choices. Yeah. Uh, the guys are kind of all gathered in the living room for some reason. Hunter decides that it's his turn to trash talk on Thomas, but he's going to do it to Thomas's face, unlike everyone else who just does it behind Thomas's back. Right. He says, I'm done being kind. Your behavior feels almost like a campaign, you know? Like, you want to be The Bachelor. Is that something that you've thought about? Have you considered it? Uh, Thomas dodges the question. Hunter asks him again, do you want to be The Bachelor? Thomas dodges again. And Hunter says, it's a simple yes or no question. And he says, I want to say I appreciate all you guys for being so honest. And I don't have the right answers and one of the issues is that I face I always felt like I had to 
had something to say to everybody and also have those smiles. Uh, then he says, I can't be disingenuous, which is not the <laughs> I word. I can't handle his answers. To you guys, and I'm not going to be, yes, coming into this, one of my thoughts on my mind was potentially being the next Bachelor. Like, that's a crazy game that you have to play, though. In thinking about this after viewing the episode, that is an intense game that you have to play. Like, you have to wager your your whole game. Like, you have to get close to the end in order to think that you're going to be the Bachelor. Yes. So... That in and of itself does show signs of a high, uh, you know, the intent was a high-skilled game of manipulation. Yes. That's, that is scary, which that, I'm just now letting that sink in. Because you don't get to be The Bachelor and get cut week three. Like, you get yourself real high up to hometowns. Yeah. I mean, we have seen in recent history leads not make it that far but i think that you have to have something special to do that and he yeah, doesn't have it's it. usually top three top three or at least top five but I'm, what i'm saying is two of our last three bachelors did not make it that far i mean you're right nobody knew who mad james was first two and... that's three of our last four leads did not make it to their to their season's hometown peter made it to his hometowns he's the only one who did Hannah didn't make it to hometowns. She got kicked right oh, before. Right. Katie made it to yeah. week four. And Matt James, we didn't even know who he was. So three. Wait, Katie was in week four? Week four, week five. He certainly. Yeah, I was like, she was pretty, she was far enough on though. But also I feel like the, the, the layout, the time frame of those seasons though, the COVID seasons are weird because the way that they were cramming stuff together. I don't know. I don't trust that edit. But she certainly didn't make it to hometowns. You're right, though. She didn't make it to hometowns. So three of the last four leads didn't make it. Yeah. I think that there, I think the social media craze has changed how we see every contestant. Mm-hmm. And it makes contestants that make an early impression and leave earlier than they th- people, social media suggests they should. It gives, them a, it gives them a level of clout that is that they did not get in the past. Yeah, that's true. I do agree. I do agree. Well, we were loving Katie like week two, week three, and on. Yes. Uh, you know? So yeah. yeah. Thomas, uh, Thomas's declaration that he did think about potentially being the next Bachelor is uh, where we trail off today. So next week we will have Thomas's group date. No, not Thomas's group date, but everyone else's group date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a rose ceremony, and I assume. The arrival of uh, Blake Moynes, who Tasha has the uh, the unfortunate pleasure of telling Katie has arrived. It's so weird. She said that he reached out to her. She's Which, like, and even she said, even she said, like, outside of the show, it's really weird to watch an ex date somebody in front of you and you have to, like, be a part of it. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm just... I don't know. Blake, Blake already is weird to me. Um, I'm not arrival. I really hope he gets sent home. But like you said, um, what Nick thinks that he's going to be here for a while. Yeah. Um, And apparently he's talked to Katie. (laughs) I think, I think he talked to Katie before filming or something. There's something there. Um, I'm just not ready for his weird vibe. (laughs) 
I love his vibe, though. <laughs> and what's so ironic is that I remember how much I liked him week one of Clear. Like, I liked him a lot. And he, fell, he fell so fast, so quickly. He really did. I mean, so far, I don't need him to be on my screen ever again. Yeah, it was a, it was aggressive how far he fell, for sure. But yeah. Well, I don't know. My, I don't have any predictions yet this week. Uh, Tom, I think that Michael, I've moved Michael to the top, but I'm still like a Greg, Connor, um, Andrew S. Spear. But Michael is somewhere in there. Top, my new top four has only shifted slightly. We only dropped Andrew S. and replaced him with Michael. So top four is Michael, Aaron, Connor, Greg. Uh, I, no, Aaron's not top four. I really think he is. Aaron's top five. He's getting, he's getting cut fifth. I don't think we'll see a hometown for Aaron. Well, I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying at this moment in the season, yeah. that is my top four. Yeah. And that's all I have so far. Is the information that I have. I'm not spoiled in any way. So that's the top four. Right. At right. this moment. I like I said though earlier, I do predict a I um a uh, two on one in Aaron's future. And I think it's gonna be Thomas and Aaron. <laughs> and it's, it's I think Aaron be... will stay. But I think this two on one is gonna be between Thomas and Aaron because he is aggressive with those sociopath, psychopath whatever else path labels that he has out there for him he's hitting hard either it no i was gonna say hunter if there was such a, th- a thing as like a three-on-one <laughs> it would be no. hunter but no it's a two-on-one and aaron and thomas will go head to head thomas will leave aaron will leave the week after <laughs> stop it no he's not going anywhere uh, so. you can see all of my tweets from last night at Right Reasons Pod on Twitter, you can see Ernie's saved a story post yeah. on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can also follow our TikTok, which is pod at Right underscore Reasons underscore Pod. So that that's we're gonna start putting in clips up there. So that's gonna be popping. Uh, you can follow us. You can actually add our Patreon. I would like to give a massive shout out to our very first and so far our only patron, uh, my good friend Ryan Hickerson, former guest co-host of the show. Yeah. He uh, he he is pledging five bucks a month, so we really appreciate that from Ryan. Uh, if you would like to join Ryan and accessing our videos and. A special exclusive podcasts like our PRR does pop, which is still the working title because we haven't talked about it since. <laughs> That's on patreon.com forward slash podcasting for the right reasons. So, I mean, like we said last week, we're asking for four bucks a month. It's one less Starbucks a month. Right, guys. Or get your Starbucks and then drink it while listening to us. I'm just saying we're a perfect combination. And if Starbucks wants to sponsor us, we're here for that too. Because I drink y'all all the time. I'm a patron of Starbucks. So. I'm an investor in Starbucks. Are you? I am. I need to I need to invest. I think I I think my number says that I'm like I own like ten percent of one share. We need to talk offline about this because I want to get into stocks and I'm Starbucks is like my number one dude. Because 
be around forever and always. Robin Hood, man. Get in the Robin Hood game. It's super easy. Right, right. So Robin Hood. Even more reason to sponsor us. Absolutely. So maybe I'll start doing, maybe I'll start giving financial advice. Who knows? There you go. It doesn't be a terrible idea. I'm horrible with money. My wife does most of that. Uh, Anything else before we, we don't have any pop culture podcast this week. That'll be back next week. Yeah. And I think that's it. So, yeah. That's all I got. Uh, let us know on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok comments uh, your thoughts on Earthing. And we, we had some good conversations with some people on Twitter yesterday. Uh, I tried to start beef with a random person on Twitter, and they did not respond in any way, shape, or form. That's probably good. I was trying, though. Whatever beef you start reflects on me as well. And I ain't trying to get, like, what if that beef carries over to Instagram? And I'm like, who are you, homie? Hang on. What's going on here? She made a ridiculous comment that Chris, this season is disappointing and Chris Harrison could have saved it. And I was like, but how? That's a, that's such a popular opinion. And it's not even it's ridiculous. People are stupid. But that's, that's fine. Uh, Ernie, I will talk to you later. It's been a pleasure as always. As always, my friend. Until next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.